welcome to Living in a Material World. I'm your host, David Prada. Today's guest is Leanne Citrone. She is also former co-founder of Andy Lacombe Salon, but now she is an expert of all things lifestyle, food, decor, outdoor pizza ovens, everything. So she is our guest today, and I'm excited to be talking to her and letting you know everything that she's working on and all the new recipes she has on her Instagram and on her website. Welcome, Leanne. Thank you for having me. This is so exciting. I know. We haven't been able to catch up in person, so I'm glad we get to do it here and have a kiki. I know, me too. And actually, being on a podcast is one of my bucket list things, so. Is it? Yeah. (laughs) I wanted to talk to you because I love your new website, and I love everything you did during pandemic because you kind of, your passion for food and I loved reading like your website and about section about your mom and actually how you got into cooking and how you've been into cooking since you were a toddler. And so I'm excited for you to like us to talk about how it all kind of how this came about, because you were always known as the co-founder of one of the hottest salons in Los Angeles. You were a celebrity editorial stylist for years. You created a look of just the relaxed California like vibe for all your clients and you have so many clients, I'm sure, still calling you, but like you just kind of pivoted into like your passion for lifestyle and decor. Because if no one knows who Leanne is, if you follow her and you see her home, it's like she makes everything look so easy and so perfect, which I'm sure it's not in- inside your walls, but like it just looks amazing from everything I see. So tell us how it came about. You give me so much credit. Um, I mean, it's so funny. It's amazing to see how many people pivoted in the middle of the pandemic. So many people kind of pivoted and made massive changes. And me too. I, yeah, it was interesting. It was like, I didn't really see it coming. And, you know, I owned the salon and ran the salon for 13 years, 12, 13 years. And I didn't really see the change coming. I mean, I think I took up cooking and food and the love of food like a few years ago and my coworkers at work were really pushing me to like post more recipes I think I couldn't really you know when everyone started like posting hair and I was so busy like doing the running the salon that I didn't have the time or the desire to post how-to hair tutorials and then food was always my love and I just started posting recipes and people at work were like you know, post more recipes, do videos, do this, will you do this? And it just kind of like grew. And then in the pandemic, when Andy and I started talking about changing the salon dynamic and me leaving, it kind of took off to another level. So then I launched my website and that's it. I'm like a different person doing different things. I always tell all my girlfriends and all my guy friends that my female crush is you because I definitely find you so captivating in all levels. You're like so like straightforward, down to earth, sexy, intelligent, talented, and like you're real. So that's what I love. When I met you, I was like, I always tell, I tell my girlfriend, Shara, who you know, she's like, I'm not your crush. I'm like, no. You give me way too much credit. I don't know if anyone I live with would say I was their crush, but I'll take it. I think they can't live without you for sure. I know that for a fact. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, no, for sure. 
Although it's funny because every day, like someone's like, I don't like dinner. What's for dinner? I don't want that. Like, it's like everyone's food requirements are different. I hate this. I want that. So how old are your kids now? 16 and 13. Oh, wow. Those are some fun ages. I know. Well, you have a son who just got married. He just got married. He's 27. Who would have thought? But, you know, the teenage years, I think, are the most fun because it's like they're shifting into like adulthood and it's like their hormones and like they hate and love you at the same time. And so it's just like coasting until they become a little bit older. (laughs) Yeah, just trying to like avoid them (laughs) in the whole way. Oh, my God. How amazing. And so... What do you normally make them? What do they request? Do they you have to make them something different or does everybody have the same dinner in the evenings at home? No, like one person wants chicken and doesn't eat fish. One person's a vegetarian. One person doesn't. It's like, it's just constant. I don't like this, you know, whatever it is. And then I'm always like recipe testing stuff anyway. So sometimes there's like an abundance and then other times it's just weird random things like three different hummuses or something, you know, that no one wants to eat. Well, before we were talking about how you were in this women's group and how they helped you transition from behind the chair to behind the stove. So I, well, we were saying, I mean, you had said how you don't like being on camera and in front. And I think growing up in hair salons, my whole family did and does hair. My sister does hair. My dad, my aunt, my uncle, my grandmother came from a family of 10 kids. Eight of them did hair. And her father was a barber and an undertaker. But I think that being in the salon was amazing, but I always kind of in the back of my mind knew I didn't want to be there forever. And I feel like as you get older and you're around all these younger kids and you're in the salon, you kind of feel bad about yourself. Everyone's young and getting older is hard when you're in front of all those mirrors all the time. I wouldn't be able to do it. Right. So like not being there, I definitely feel like, oh, I don't look so bad. Like I'm not such a mess. It's really changed my acceptance, like love for myself. And I think it's just better to not be in mirrors all day. You don't even think you look in them, but you do. They're just like there all day. Yes. No, I get it. But yeah, so I'm in this women's group. I did this retreat, um, Well Soul, it's called. The women, Casey and Jackie, who run it, are incredible and really changed my life. And I'm in this uh, small women's group where we, we're actually doing a retreat in three weeks. And it's been amazing. Like it really, they've helped me sort of transition and they've really been there. And it's just been a really incredible experience to have that in my life. And how did you meet this group? And where is this amazing retreat you're going on? So you can go to their website. They do retreats every like three months or so you can sign up. And are you looking at it now? No, I was going to like, I was going to try to find it because I think I saw on your Instagram, you were in like Malibu or somewhere with a group doing like, maybe was it a sound bath? We did a sound bath. That was like slightly different, a variation of it. But Well Soul, they do these retreats in Ojai. They've done one in Napa. They kind of do them all around. And it's like a three-day retreat where you do all kind of woo-woo stuff that would freak some people out, but I think is amazing. We're into woo-woo stuff in, in my household. Well, I know. Of course you are. Oh, my God. You guys would love Well Soul. It's life-changing. I mean, the women, and there's not just women, but the women I've done it with to see 
One of my friends in my group moved to upstate New York and is living in a tiny town. I have a friend that started a business and moved to Africa. Like people are just like making incredible life changes with the support of Casey and Jackie and the women there. It's just, it feels so great to like support people, lift people up, be lifted up. It's just all positive woo-woo awesomeness. Oh my God, I love woo-woo awesomeness. Like my boyfriend, which who you know, he just got back from being up in Mount Shasta for four days, a retreat up there. He was doing all these like sweat lodges and all these kind of things. He came back very, very thin, which makes me feel insecure about my own body because I'm the chubby one of the two. So So I'm like, I have a new trainer and I'm sore right now because I'm trying my best. But, you know, my genetic makeup is a little bit curvier than he is. But I love food. You know, my I grew up in the restaurant business. My father was a chef. And so I love every time I look at your Instagram, I get inspired. I've made a few of your recipes myself, just looking at it. Some of your salads, they were so easy to do. I mean, now that I'm meal prepping, I'm like looking for inspiration. So I always am on your Instagram. And then I just started going on your website because your photography is so beautiful. So for anyone listening, you should definitely check out Leanne's Instagram and her website. And at the end of this conversation and this episode, we'll make sure she gives a shout out as to where to find her. But I wanted to ask you, going into the fall, now that we're in fall and chilly weather, what is your favorite thing to do and cook? Are you into soups and stews? And what's your fall like recipes or go-tos? Well, I go to the farmer's market every Sunday at like 7.30 in the morning. And recently, like there's just every week, someone's like, can I come with you? Can I come with you? Um, So I go every week. I mean, I really cook seasonally. And when I launched the website, I launched it because people were always asking me for recipes and I'd have to scroll through my texts or scroll through emails and try to find the recipe or find it from someone else's site and, you know, then tell them what I'd done. And so... I kind of wanted a website that was just almost a place also for myself to be able to go to see a recipe. So I cooked everything in the summer that was that I wanted to get up on the site. And now we're going into fall and I'm like, it's the same thing where I'm just like, what do I cook all the time in fall that I need to get up there so I can throw away the piece of paper the recipe's written on or delete the email I've had for four years with the measurements for the lentil soup or whatever. I have like a stack of papers of different people's recipes that are inspirations or that I kind of want to cook. And my goal is to get rid of all of those pieces of paper, which means I've cooked them or done a version of them and put them on the website. But moving into fall, I mean, obviously soups, like I really want to do a vegetarian chili. I don't know if I've ever like really done one that I've loved. I'm starting to think about holidays. I know I need to get up there latkes. I love a good latka. I know. Well, who doesn't love a good latka? What do you like on your latka? I love, actually, I love both sour cream and applesauce, too. Like, I like the creamy. With a little caviar? Oh, a little caviar. So good. Oh. Right? Oh, my God. Yes. You're going to have to have us over for dinner because I need to eat your food. (laughs) What do you put on your pizza? Oh my God. Well, Dennis is like pescatarian. So it ruins my vibe because I love everything. And so, and my blood type needs like meat. So I love to have everything. Like when I was in Paris, I was having rabbit, but on my pizza, I love, I love sardines on my pizza. It's weird. Oh, interesting. Like that's what you're getting from Pizza Hut? No, it would be a pepperoni pizza. 
if it's from like Lucifer's or something like that, it's also like a, I do a cauliflower with them. And when I'm in LA and I'm being naughty, I do a cauliflower crust pizza because I'm trying to be healthy because like my trainers want me having carbs and I'm, I love carbs. And then if it's like your really glamorous pizza, what's on that? Oh, for me, glamorous. It's like when I was in Puglia, it's like my own individual pizza with a fresh prosciutto on it, a fresh like burrata or a beautiful mozzarella, fresh cheese on it with some basil, maybe some tomato on it, like slices. Like that's what I, for me, is my go-to being half Sicilian. That's kind of like my roots are very Mediterranean when it comes to food. That's why I think even when I was in Europe, I was having appetizers. I was having literally it was sardines on a little baguette toast with butter. And I was ordering that everywhere I went. I was like, why doesn't anyone make this for a party in the U.S.? No one like then I was like, I don't think any of my friends would eat it. (laughs) Because people are freaked out by sardines. (laughs) They are. But in Europe, it's like. It's like a snack and it's like, I love it because A, being in beauty, I love the benefits of having sardines or anchovies in my diet because it's great for my elasticity, for my omegas and all of that. So yes, I may be having carbs and butter, but I feel like I'm helping my skin (laughs) at the same time. And I love the taste. Sardines are delicious. I love them. With a little tomato. Mm. First time I traveled to Europe in a very long time. On a personal level, because I usually go to Paris for work, I gained 15 pounds because I was eating everything and trying everything because I wanted a dessert. I wanted an entree. I wanted a salad. I wanted a pasta. So I just was going for it because I knew I was on holiday. But I thought about you the whole time because everything was like so flavorful and it looks like all the food that you post. Yeah, Europe's the best for food. It is. It is. What is your favorite, favorite all-time dish? Oh, God, that's so hard. I mean, I would have to say my mom's chocolate cake because I feel like it just kind of defines me and her and our, you know, like it's delicious. But my all-time favorite dish, I don't know if, you mean at a restaurant or that I make? Either. That I make, I would say my mom's chocolate cake, probably. Oh, my God. I'm going to attempt it. I saw the recipe. No, I've never posted the recipe. Oh, no, no. The only recipe I won't share. It was a different... Oh, it was a different cake. Yeah. Oh, so you're going to have to make it. You're going to have to make it for us. I know. I'll make it when you come for dinner. <laughs> okay, perfect. From a restaurant? Oh, God. There's just so much. I'm really into Matsuhisa right now. It's good. Republic is good. Uh-huh. I love Republic. Yeah. But then, like, I love Terra's. Do you ever go to Terra's on Melrose, the little Mexican place? No. Oh, my God. It's gr- It's delicious. Yeah. It's funny. We were talking in the office. The reason why none of us have left L.A. is because we all love Mexican food. I think if we move either to any other place, you can't really find it. And, like, we all crave Mexican food, maybe because of living here for so long. But we have such really good food options in L.A. And people don't know that about Los Angeles. They always think we have bad restaurants and do they who thinks we have bad restaurants all my new york friends all my new yorkers (laughs) they think that their food's better than la of course yeah oh i don't think so i think our food is better you know what i don't like i hate avocado 
hate avocados. I, I used to love like, it, but we'll pick it out of sushi. <laughs> like we'll literally like take my chopsticks and like pick it out of a roll to get it away from me. Is it the consistency or the taste? Both. It's everything. Like I always get sad when I order a sandwich and they put an avocado in there and it's been like smushed in there and I'm like I can taste it and then I just stop eating my sandwich because I don't really like avocados in my sandwiches or you don't like avocado either. No, I'll have it only on a watercress salad, an avocado salad where I do like a lemon. My mom's from Cuba, so it's like what they make with a watercress salad, which is the big salad with salt and pepper. You put avocados on top of it and then you make like a little olive oil, garlic and lemon mojo and you just put it on top. And that's the only way I'll have it because I remember my mom serving it to me that way. That's the only way I enjoy it. But... The avocado has to be, it can't be too soft. It can't be too hot. It's got to be just perfect, which is hard to find. Right. It's like you got to get it just at that right time. Yeah. So avocado is the only thing you don't like. Avocados, I hate. Cooked carrots. I'm not a fan of a cooked carrot. Let me think what else I don't like. I'm not a huge fan of pasta. You know what? I'm a potato girl. I'm British. I grew up in England. Like, give me a potato. Give me a baked potato, mashed potatoes, French fries. Like, if I did a cookbook, it might just be a potato cookbook. I think you should, because I was just talking about it. My 98-year-old grandma, the only thing she wants to eat is potatoes, because she loves potatoes in every form. And actually, my favorite meal is the most delicious French fries from anywhere with a glass of Sancerre. <laughs> French fries are delicious. <laughs> yes, I love a good potato, and I do love sweet potato. I love all potatoes myself. But I was watching my 90-year-old grandmother, like, what she eats off her plate, and everything has to have potato on it because that's all she wants. And that's all she asks for is potatoes. No, it's perfect. It's the best. I went to Republique once, and I was talking to the chef, and I was like, what is your ratio? Because their mashed potatoes are so good. And I was like, what is your ratio of, like, butter to cream to potato? And I think it was, like... 50% potato, 40% butter, and 10% cream. Amazing, but so bad, huh? <laughs> but so bad, but so good at the same time. So then every time I make mashed potatoes, I'm like, I, it needs more butter. Like I just started adding. I actually think, honestly, I think that when I was in Europe, the butters never make me feel like I'm gaining any weight from it. I think it's just I overeat because I'm so excited to have snacks and have meals in Europe. But I love butter on everything. I love butter on my bread. I pass butter. I'll use butter over olive oil on my bread any day. Is that how it is in Cuba? Like, where's that from? Yeah, it's, fun. it's funny because in Cuba, they love butter. And I actually, when I was in Paris, they served butter with all the bread too. And then in Italy, of course, it's olive oil. And I love olive oil too, but like, I just love just a piece of bread with butter on it. Oh, so good. It really is the best. Did you grow up in Cuba? No, my mother's from Havana and my father's from Sicily, but my parents met in Connecticut. And then I was born and raised in Connecticut on the East Coast. So you got like a little bit of butter, a little bit of pasta... Oh, I got very like Caribbean, it's sweet and savory mixed palettes and then the Mediterranean. But then my parents owned Italian restaurants for a very long time. And then they opened a Cuban restaurant with a Cuban nightclub. My father was a lounge singer. My mom was a dancer. And so, and then my mom actually ended up doing all the baking because my dad was a terrible baker. So she would get in early. She'd bake all the bread, all the pastries. 
and my dad would be the chef. So it's like all in the family. Like they really wanted us to take over the restaurant business, but I would never wish that business on my worst enemy. It's like it consumes your entire life. You're like, no, I'm going into beauty and beauty products. Which is like my own thing. You know, I wanted to like do something different, even though I love food. I just knew that I loved having uh, my weekends with friends and things like that. Because my parents were always at their restaurants on the weekends. Right. No, that makes sense. It's definitely a full-time, full-life job. But they did have one restaurant that was like 40 chairs, 40 seats, which was the best one they ever had. And that's what they should have just kept because it was so manageable, controllable, perfection. And then they just kept on opening more. Bigger, bigger, more, more. And it never went well after that. That sucks. I know. I want to go back to like how Leanne made it to Los Angeles and going back to your mom's chocolate cake because it started all, it seems like everything started with that chocolate cake. And then generations of hair in the families. Okay. You want my journey, my life journey? This is my life journey. I was born in the north of England. Both of my parents are British, obviously, because I was born in England. And when my parents got divorced when I was around 13, my dad and my brother moved to Florida and my sister and my mom and I stayed in England. And then I was just like 16 and a nightmare. And my mom was like, go live with your dad. And so she sent me to Florida to live with my dad. My sister then went back and forth from England to America and ended up settling in England where she is now. My dad, my brother, and I dispersed from Florida. My brother ended up going to New York and is now here. He's an incredible writer, was at the New York Times for many years and has done a documentary and written books and stuff. And so he lives here and loves to cook. And then my dad ended up via a few states in Wisconsin. So he's retired there. But when I was in Florida, I was kind of messing around, not really doing anything. And my dad had was like, you either need to go to beauty school or you need to go to college, but you need to do something. So I went to beauty school and my dad owned a salon and I started working in his salon, helping him run it and cutting hair. And I really wanted to move to New York. And it was right when Gwyneth Paltrow had cut her hair really short for sliding doors. And I was like, I want to work for the guy that cut her hair. And it was this guy that lived in LA, but I was like, whatever, I'm moving to New York. It doesn't matter. And then there was this like four page people magazine spread on this hairstylist who was sitting in a leopard chair. And I was really into leopard at the time. And I was like, I want to work for that guy. And it was Laurent from Privé. Do you know Laurent? Yes, I know Laurent from Privé. Okay. And he was the one that had cut Gwyneth Paltrow's hair off. So it was like everything was leading towards, I was like, whatever, I'm moving to New York. It doesn't matter. His salon, wasn't it down at the Soho Grand down in that area? Or was that his second location? Yeah, but it was also on, no, he was on Melrose Place originally. And then he was there and then he moved over to Beverly. So I met a guy who was super cute and he lived in LA and I came out to visit him and went into Privé just to see if they were hiring. And Laurent was looking for an assistant and I had to do a like try out. I had to blow dry somebody and I did such a bad job, but I was wearing this super cute, like leopard like bra that was sticking out of like this like little black, you know, when you're like young and your body's perfect. <laughs> yeah. 
And so we always joked that like he hired me because my leopard, like because I was wearing leopard. I think I had leopard shoes on as well. Like he didn't hire me because I like did a good blow dry. It was just because I was wearing leopard because it matched his leopard chair. And I worked for assisted Laurent, met Andy. We worked there for many years. I met my husband. I was introduced from another, he's British and another British friend, Amanda. Do you know Amanda George who owns Royal Salon? She introduced us. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she used to have Neil, wasn't it? Neil and Amanda. I actually launched the Neil George products for them years ago. Oh, wow. Okay. That's amazing. Yeah, she introduced Michael and myself. So that was cool. And so we went from Privé to Chris McMillan Salon, who I love Chris McMillan. And then we opened the Andy Lacombe Salon from there. Such a beautiful salon that you guys created and the energy. It was great. Thanks. It was great. It was a great, incredible experience. You know, did house calls and cut some hair from my guest house during the pandemic. And then I just like got so busy. I kept thinking, when am I going to stop? Like, when am I going to stop? And I was like at the end of this year. And then I was like, maybe before the holidays, maybe September, maybe, you know, and I kept moving it up. And then on June 1st, I was like, I'm done. July 1st is my last and so I like reached out to all my clients and gave them one last haircut. And that was it. Oh, what a great way to exit. I gave away all my hair stuff. I have like, well, that's not true. I kept a couple of pairs of scissors. I have three clients, my husband, my son, and my daughter. And that is it. I love. How good does that feel? So liberating. Great. Yeah. I don't miss it at all. You don't? Nope. I really don't. I went back to school. I'm doing the talking about woo-woo kind of. I'm doing the Institute for Integrative Nutrition right now, which has been incredible. I have a bunch of really exciting stuff that I'm working on that I can't wait to share with you when we get further along, but I'm working on some new stuff. It's great. It really is. Like a client just texted me the other day and was like, can I coax you out of retirement? I was like, nope, not happening. What I love is like, you are a lifestyle. I think Leanne, you created a lifestyle and I think you actually had a lifestyle within your salon when you were curating your assortment of products in there. You knew about lifestyle. And that's not only was it the beautiful hair you did, but you loved the beautiful candle at home, the beautiful experience, the beautiful olive oil. I ran into you once, I think it was before Father's Day at Air One. And I looked and I wanted to see what you had in your cart so bad. Because like, I was like, what does she buy at Air One? Because I buy everything. But it was like, you had olive oil, you had snacks, you had bread, you had everything in there that you could possibly think of for the most perfect kitchen. And my favorite moment is when you go come back from the farmer's market and you do your before and after refrigerator selfie picture. I know. I do love an organized refrigerator. I love an organized everything. Even my medicine cabinet. Because, you know, secretly I'm like a beauty product addict. I know. I love I love a beauty product, but even my medicine cabinet, everything is like color coordinated and in like, there's like a serum shelf and a lotion, moisturizer shelf. Like everything is like color coordinated and I love and organize. So are you always constantly picking up and organizing and cleaning up after everyone? Always. That's like me. This is why you're like my spirit animal and my crush, because I know like I'm the same way. I'm always like closing a cabinet or closing a drawer. I'm like, why would you open a drawer and leave it open? Why, why, why wouldn't you put everything back where it goes? Like perfectly back, like everything. Perfectly like back. 
Like all my pens match. Like if, if a pen comes in the house that doesn't match the other pens, then I'm like, it can't be here. It has to go. Oh my God. What sign are you? Scorpio. Oh my goodness. I didn't know Scorpios were so organized. I don't know. Aries rising Taurus moon. I don't know if, I don't know where the organized, it just calms me. I know. I did a project during the pandemic where I took all of my spices and went on Etsy and ordered spice jars with custom labels. It's the greatest thing. How many spices do you think you have at home? Around 40, I think. Amazing. Is that a lot? Is that bad? <laughs> I know. I think it's amazing because I actually use my spices. Now that I'm meal prepping, I don't use a lot of salt and pepper. I just use a lot of spices for everything and a little bit of pepper. But no, I'm trying to avoid salt. So like I can really season with, I use a lot of cumin in my food. I don't know why, but I love cumin in, in all of my, uh, when I'm making either my mince bison for my salad or my turkey or when I'm doing something vegan, I'm always using cumin. I don't know why, but I'm obsessed with it. How's the food prep going? Like, why are you food prepping? What are you food prepping? Well, I gained 15 pounds, so I'm trying to avoid, my trainer doesn't want me to have any carbs. You look amazing. Why are we so hard on ourselves? I think it's just like part of like living in Los Angeles. That's why sometimes I, when I go to like Connecticut where my parents are and I walk into the Whole Foods, I'm like, I feel like such a supermodel there that I'm like, why did I leave this town? <laughs> but like, why can't we be kinder to ourselves and love ourselves more? You know, I was in Ibiza and I did a lot of spiritual like healing while I was there. And I looked at myself in the mirror and I'm like, love yourself. You're healthy. You're a good person. You're kind. Just because I gained a little weight, I'm so hard on myself. Yeah, it's such a horrible way to live. I know. You're perfect. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I guess it's just like for, uh, the best version of me is like, I think I work out just because I like the ideas that come out of it. My mind works better when I'm working out. And it's not, I don't even care what happens to my body, to be honest, but I feel like it's because of my, what it does for like, just like when I'm doing cardio, I have the best ideas for business or what I want to do when I get home or I get more energy. I'm not so lethargic. And it's not so much about my body because I feel like, you know, at 45, I don't feel, I feel like I look decent for 45. Incredible. Not decent. <laughs> incredible. That was the hardest thing during the pandemic was like getting workouts in. Yeah. Your other half, he's in the physical world, right? My husband exports fitness equipment and has a gym. They do photo shoots out of it and they rent it out for movies and video stuff and content and all that. So yeah, we were actually good people to quarantine with because we had the gym equipment, the haircuts and the food. Like we were like well covered. I mean, I mean, it sounds like the dream place to like quarantine. We were in a pretty like decent place as far as like deep quarantine went. Because you couldn't get anything. I know. It was horrible. I actually ended up, I have a rowing machine. I, we went out to the desert and we kind of did an outdoor gym. I was really good for the first eight months. But then I just started getting like, oh, I don't want to go for a hike. I don't want to do that. Like, I'd rather go to the, because in Joshua Tree, the farmer's market was everything on Saturday morning. I would find such really good stuff. Do you love going out to the, to the desert? We're no longer there. We got rid of the house in May. Oh, you did? Oh, amazing. To be honest, so Leon, I, I'm like the guy that freaks out about how everything looks. And I had artwork on the walls and I had like, you know, it was just too much to have two houses, two places. 
I understand. We had a, well, it's funny. We had a place in Lake Arrowhead that we had. How many years did you have? Like only, it was only a year and a half. It wasn't very long, but I found it very painful for someone that owns a business to have two homes and all this other extra stuff to deal with. That one place makes the most sense for me. Yeah. No, I get that. It's like double the bills, double the anxiety. And I also had New York. So I got rid of New York and I got rid of the desert. And then my poor apartment looks like an old person has thrown up in it because like the artwork, there's not one wall that isn't covered with artwork. But I do want to talk to you about, you know, I do every episode, I do a rapid fire question. So I'm going to ask you, living in a Leanne Citroni world, if you could only have one snack for the rest of life, what would that be? <gasps> okay. It would be, can it change with the season or does it have to be one snack? One snack. This is hard because I'm really into whatever fruit is in the season. And like, whenever it's the season, like right now, grapes are really in, in season. And I'm like, this is my only thing. But then pomegranates will come in or then oranges. So I'm going to say grapes because there's a woman at the farmer's market who makes, grows the most incredible grapes. And I could live off of her grapes forever. I love, I love a good grape. But if you asked me three months ago, I'd have it a different answer. <laughs> Okay, from a scale of 1 to 10, how good at you are keeping a secret? I'm going to say a 10. I did hair. People told me everything. I know. It's like you're a therapist. That's why sometimes I understand. Like when you guys get home, I'm sure you were so wiped out from everything people told you and talked about all day. Yeah, but it's kind of great. There's nothing like the like energy and banter and like community of a hair salon. And, you know, it's amazing. I love it. I do really miss that. Are you a bath or a shower girl? Shower, but I have a 13 year old who has an incredible self care routine, and we have a beautiful bathtub. And I don't ever like draw a bath, but anytime my daughter Willow draws a bath, I can wander past it at 10 o'clock in the morning. I'll be in the middle of something, and I'm like, I gotta get in. Like it's always bubbly and the perfect temperature. So I will always get in her old bath water no matter when. <laughs> But I just never do it for myself. So shower. Oh, my God. I love that. Are you a neutrals or color person? Very, very, very neutral. Well, I know this question. Dogs or cats? I'm actually a cat person. <gasps> you are? But we have a dog. But I think secretly deep down I'm allergic to cats. But I do love cats. Oh, I love your dog. Toddy is so pretty. Favorite vacation spot? Probably Italy, just like a foodie place. I'd love to go to Japan. I collect Japanese pottery. I would love to go on like a deep Japanese pottery buying trip. Toledo, my sales director and I, our plan was to go on this 10-year anniversary for working with our company. Literally, we were going to plan in Japan, but we still can't go. I'm so sad. I want to go. What is your favorite meal of the day? My cup of tea. Oh, so British. I love it. Who is your beauty icon? Jenny Kane. She's so chic. I love her new face products. They're incredible. She's in my women's group and she's just been a huge like pillar in my life. And last but not least, what is your biggest indulgence? Japanese pottery. I want to see your collection. You're going to have to like send me pictures or someday when I come over, I can see them all because I love collecting 
pottery, ceramics. I collect so many different things. It's terrible. This is why I'm like an old man. Like you come to my house, it's like an old person threw up in it. <laughs> I would say that it would have been chocolate, but now I'm not eating sugar anymore. So it's definitely Japanese pottery. Love. Before we go, for anyone starting to get into cooking, what is your words of advice to them? Oh, that's a good one. Buy a good knife. Get good produce. Like if you have, a, if there's a farmer's market near you, I th- I like I really believe in like good quality produce and food and olive oils. Don't just do it. Just get in the kitchen and do it. Like try. If you fuck up, it doesn't matter. Every time I cook something, I learn. Love. You know, I, I we had friends for pizza the other night and it like sucked. And well, they didn't think it sucked. I did. I just feel like cooking is amazing. And, you know, when I first started to cook, I always wanted to, I took classes from this woman, Pamela Salzman, who's incredible. I could only follow a recipe perfectly. Like it had to, if I didn't have the basil, I couldn't make the dish. Like it just couldn't happen. And I always wanted to get to a place where I could open the fridge and just see like a world of possibilities. Mm -hmm. And just with like practice and doing and trying and fucking up, I got there. Now I, everyone says there's nothing to eat. And I open the fridge and I'm like, there's so much to eat. That's amazing. Well, Leanne, if everybody who's listening, they want to know how to find you. Can you give us your handle on Instagram and also your website, please? Leanne Citroni is my Instagram handle, L-E-A-N-N-E-C-I-T-R-O-N-E. And from Instagram, you can find my website, which is leannecitroni.com. It's really easy. She's the only Leanne Citroni I can find on the internet, so it's a good name. I'm excited for people to discover your magic, and you have tons of magic from everything you do. And thank you for creating a lifestyle that is really, kind of really, it it inspires me every day. So thank you. Thank you. All right, I'll talk to you later. Lots of love. Take care. Bye, darling. Thank you for joining us on Living in a Materia World. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For incredible content, visit us at materia.com or follow us on social media at materia.